Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at www.audiblepodcast.com slash Spyrokin. Over 75,000 titles to choose from for your iPod or MP3 player. Uh, check them out and uh, enjoy the show. Warning, this podcast contains adult language, mature situation, angel dust, murderous boxers, cat mascot CEOs. What the fuck? Uh, gondolas, amnesiac sweepers, and Neo Varenzia. Listener discretion is advised. Driver, yes. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin Manga Review. I'm your host Zan, and I'm Cal. Hey, welcome back. You look good. You look like you got some sun out there in the very cold and creepy island far, far away. In the uh, constantly overcast, across the pond, England. Yes. Well, there was lots of well volcanic ash in the air. Yeah. You know what's actually kind of cool? In the plane, I got to. We passed by the volcano, obviously from a safe distance, but the captain told us if you look to the right of the plane, you can actually look down and see the volcano, and you saw all the ash, and it was pretty cool. It's kind of cool and kind of morbid at the same time. Yeah. Just say like, let's just take a per- I can just picture a person being thrown into the volcano. He's dead, Jim. Ah! He's dead, Jim. Ah! But we're getting a little hope of ourselves. For those of you who don't know, for the- this is the Spark and Manga Review. Every episode we review one or two manga, depending on the situation, so that you, the listener, can be able to choose between crappy manga and good manga. You don't have to agree with anything we say, but we're entertaining, supposedly. And you can check us out at... Spyrokin.com Or you can email us at Spyrokin at gmail.com Or Zan at Spyrokin.com Or... Cal.Spyrokin at gmail.com Yep, you have your own email now. So yeah, I know. Lots of girls can send you interesting, sexy time things. Yeah. Or guys would be like, Hey man, you sound awesome, want to get high? <laughs> Man, want get high? Oh God, don't bring him up. I, one of the stupidest characters in South Park. Oh uh, well, well. Did you see the newest episode? With yes, the, yes, was, oh, the, the the intervention episode. Yeah, and, and they go to the camp. Oh, that was one of the worst episodes they've done ever. I think uh, I, I hated that episode. But this isn't a South Park podcast. We're a manga podcast, and you can send us an email. Besides there, you can also send us at zan.spyrokin@gmail.com, or you can check us out on Twitter under Spyrokin. And if you really want to be interesting and leave us a voicemail with death threats or maybe love spoutings or you want to just babble on and on for 20 minutes or if you want to say our catchphrase for our greatest gimmick ever, which is the one, the only, 
well, you fill in the rest, you can call us at 206-350-8462. If you do it awesome, you will get put on the air, and we will pimp you out. Remember, you gotta say your name afterwards. You can't be like, just say, whatever it is, and then you just hang up. That doesn't work. Yeah, you it's like know who you are. So yeah, we just say, give you some props. this guy just screamed it out like a lunatic, and we don't know who he is. But he sounds kind of cool. Or, this girl sounds really retarded saying it. <laughs> I, I think it would be cool. I mean, why not? Get yourself on there. Who cares? Yeah, it's not. And it's free if you live in the United States. Or, better yet, if you have a Verizon or T-Mobile or Sprint and you call after hours. Or just record yourself doing it and send it, the audio file to the email address. Yeah, it's not that hard. All I got to do is call 206-350-8462. Again, it's 206-350-8462. And all this information that we've been babbling on and on, including information about our sponsor, Audible.com, you can check out at the show notes, which has a lot of interesting stuff, including weird pictures, like the pictures from the Sakura Festival we went to this year. Yeah, that was actually a lot of fun. Well, we actually didn't talk about that this year. Yeah. Corrado was there, by the way. Um, yeah, and he's going to be in a future episode of the Spark and Movie Review. Yes, you know, we've been talking about him for years, but... Yes, you're going to get to finally hear Corrado. In more ways than one. <laughs> oh, that God. sounds really bad. Oh, that that was the one of the funniest spoilers I've or stingers <laughs> we've ever had, I think. 20 minutes of just that. Oh, boy. Sound like a trombone. Use that as a sp- as a, oh god! Use that as a stinger. Oh maybe. Oh man. We you have to wait for that episode. It's coming up. Oh, okay. So either way, I'm actually excited to hear that episode. Oh yeah, it sounds like a fucking trombone. <laughs> <laughs> but we're getting a little off topic a little bit, so we gotta calm things down, get things a little more mellow and cool. Okay. And if you have any other information or questions, you can check us out. On our Facebook group, the Spark and Manga Review, or the Spark and Movie Review group, or if you really want to, if you don't like the way we're talking and you have beef with me and you have Bioshock 2, you can try killing me with a pipe on Xbox Live under Zan Sparkin. I'll take all comers now, we'll kill you all with a golf club. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very bad at that game. It's not the, the new one, I don't know. Uh, the, the multiplayer is very intuition. Once Halo Reach comes out, I'm actually excited for that. Halo Reach. Um, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I don't know. I saw the different classes. I was like, Meh. but then I saw jetpacks. I'm like, speaking of games, I've been uh, I've been playing Mario Galaxy 2. God, what a fucking awesome game! It's a me, Mario. Yeah. I ride the dinosaur. See now, why is it that Nintendo can get 3D platforming so well? They do it so perfectly, and then Sega just fucked up with Sonic, and they just can't do it right. Well, because Sega is Sega, they should stick with 2D, and they have with Episode 4. That looks crazy. I can't yes, wait it does. for that. And we can't wait for that. And I can't wait for the two big games of the year, which I'm waiting for, for systems. What's First that? off, they're revealing Zelda at E3. How do you know that? They said it. Okay. Reggie said he's revealing stuff with it. Hopefully they're saying it's going to be done by November. Hopefully it'll be done. And the fact is, the rumor that the sword is actually personified, so the sword's going to be like Navi. It's like a character who walks you and says, Look at that! Do that! And then you just grab it and she turns to a sword. That's mm. kind of cool. Okay, I have to see... You know, I have to see how they do that in, in practice. Because it sounds a little weird to me, but knowing Nintendo, they're going to pull it off and it's going to be awesome. So. And the other game is, of course, for the Xbox. New Vegas! Another Fallout game. <laughs> you know what I'm excited for? The Last Guardian. Last, I know you're, you've been, we talked about Last Card and they're finally showing the shots at E3, but... I I'm cannot su- wait for that game. And oh. then obviously Metroid. I'm surprised you're not waiting for Singularity. That game looks kind of cool. 
I don't know. I mean, I have so many things I want to play, and then so little time to play. Just certain things have to slip through the cracks. So that's going to end up having to be one. Well, of them Red Dead is going to be the one I want to get next because I want to do that snidely whiplash, the 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 hidden dastardly achievement. All <laughs> you do to like get cool this game. is you take a girl, you tie her up, you take her to the train tracks, and throw her on the train tracks and wait for a train to show up. And you actually have to let her get killed. Yeah. And the best okay. thing about it, the game is like a you know the Paragon versus Renegade, right? Okay. Good, you get good points or bad points depending on what you do. Right? Most games, you do bad things, you're going to get penalized. You do good things, you don't get penalized. However, in this game, if you get a bandana, you cover your face, you can do as much bad shit as you want, they take it off, no one knows it was you. <laughs> even though you're wearing the same clothes. Right. And you lose no Paragon. That's cool. If you think about it, I mean, going back to the Grand Theft Auto series, they kind of just ignore that. You can go on rampages, and as long as you escape the cops, I mean, that's it. You're absolved of everything. So it's kind of cool that they're giving consequences to doing all this crazy stuff. And I, I'm assuming that it actually carries through to the story and everything. Well, maybe we'll see. And speaking of Grand Theft Auto and Rampages, we should segue into the news. Okay, go Yes, we it. actually have a news section again this week. This week, we're going to start off with something kind of important. 24's series finale. Ah, uh, 24, yeah. I know, I now, know it's not manga-related, but we want to just get this out of the way, because the whole season has just been Jack going on a fucking rampage and yes let's, I know Dave and Joel did it first but let's do uh let's just give a spoiler alert here because 24 just ended there might be people who have it still on their DVR or who are waiting for the DVD or something so we're gonna talk about the end of 24 so most people have already heard the Dave and Joel where they went through every little thing possible so it's not just in case I feel bad if I'm listening to a podcast and then they just drop spoilers and don't give any warning and I get fucked and then that's it I'd get really pissed yes but alright now we've alerted everybody what did you think of the ending I thought, personally, the ending, they should have killed him off. Because okay. he's got the microchip, he's gone fucking crazy, he got shot three times, he should have been dead already, but he wasn't. And it wasn't even like the good guy, he gets shot in the side. No, he got shot in everywhere, you got black blood coming out, and he was for two hours, he should have been fucking dead. No, that was a, he got stabbed in the stomach. That's right, he got stabbed. Not shot, which, that should have killed him, by the way. Well, I don't know, what do I know? Well, Chloe's a bad shot. <laughs> so... That should have been the that scene should be the end of the thing. Him begging her, that should have been the end of the episode. Uh, leave it like that, then leave it for the movie. Then how do you have the movie if he dies at the end of the series? No, you don't know if he's dead. Uh, I don't know. So, the the last few episodes, probably the last I don't know five or six episodes, pretty much again huge spoiler alert. Pretty much when Renee Walker gets killed, and then Jack kind of just snaps, and he goes on like you said a rampage. Just killing people left and right, and I mean, Jack goes nuts, I was and he flat out murders motherfuckers, and like brutally too. I could just picture him <laughs> just wearing one of those Army of Two masks when he got armored up, because he actually visits. What was it? It was Mickey Rourke, right? No, uh, who was the actor who? Well, my oh, brain that, is frozen right no, now. No, not not Mickey Rourke. You, you talking about President Logan? No, the guy who has all the weapons. Oh, that guy. No, that's definitely not Mickey Rourke, but he's he's a he's an actor. I've seen him everywhere. He's, I don't know. Brain stop. But anyway, he gets all these guns from this guy, all this tech, and he just goes <laughs> on a rampage. And like I said, I was expecting to see him either with a Halo mask on. I, You know, it's funny you mentioned Halo, because I sent a text message to my friend Damien, who was a huge, huge 24 fan, and he was a little bit ahead of me. I was behind by a, a lot, and then I caught up. In, a, in about two days, I caught up with, like, ten episodes of 24. And I sent him a text message saying, Man, Jack Bauer just attacked a Secret Service patrol car and kidnapped the former President of the United States, dressed up as Master Chief, 
and he just went like, completely no, badass. That was funny, and they didn't do anything. He just walks up to the car, bashes it in. I mean, and and Charles Logan just took a huge shit in his pants. He's like, "That's Jack Bauer!" Oh my god! And he just lost his damn mind. It was, it was crazy. Yeah. I, I was practically clapping at my TV. The rest of the episode we're not going to spoil, but you should definitely check it out. Yeah. So now, yeah, okay. Back to your regularly scheduled news. There isn't much. We only have one big thing going on. And it's the fact that... Oh, by the way, the only reason we didn't talk about the Lost finale is because I haven't seen it and I don't want to get spoiled myself. And if you've listened to the Fightbait.com podcast episode 11, you will know my feelings on it, which I'm not going to spoil for him. But yeah, it's, okay. For me, it was unfavorable. JP loved it. Anyway, so, only thing we have for manga news is this. Five centimeters per second is getting a manga depth. Now, for those who don't know, there's this creator for anime named... Makoto Shinkai. He made a bunch of weird series. Like, one of them he did was this one called Voices of a Distant Star, which he funded himself. And he made it his own computer at home, and he has girlfriend and him voice all the characters, and it cost him maybe $5,000. Someone tried reduplicating that in Canada, and some people say he did a better job. I say, bullshit, it was better. The Voice of a Distant Star. And he made a bunch of other weird movies, and they're very contemplative and... Five centimeters per second is about a guy who is going through his life. It's a bunch of vignettes with him in different points of his life and distance. Like the first one is him and a girl are together. As their little girl's their best friends and she's moving away. And it's them trying to hang out one last time before they move away. The next one is he's in high school and there's a girl who's in love with him but she can't go and talk to him. So it's like an emotional distance. And then the last story is when he's an adult, the little girl that he was friends with when he was a kid is getting married, and he's now isolated in his work as a video game programmer, doesn't talk to anybody, and he has his own distance from everybody. Hmm. It's pretty cool. So, this one creator, Yukiko Seki, is actually making an adaption of it. So, it might be cool, might be bad. I don't know. I know you're kind of like, right now. Yeah, this is a... Uh... It's a very weird and strange movie, which, if you watch it, you'd be like this after 20 minutes, you're like... This is fucking boring as shit. It's not bad, it's just contemplative. Okay. Makes you think, makes you kind of get into it. But it's going to be released by Tokyo Pop, so that's kind of... Tokyo Pop is just, they overflood the market way too much. I don't know if this is even going to come out or not. And, well, that's it with the news. And since there's a bunch of stuff going on in the real world, we're actually going to be talking about some other real world shit. And let's start off with the biggest thing. Deaths. We've had a bunch of people die in the last couple of weeks who are really big names, so let's start off with, in chronological order, let's go with the man himself, the guy who created Hook in the Horns, front man for Black Sabbath after Ozzy, and played the greatest person ever in Tenacious D, Pick of Destiny. And who are we talking about? Ronnie James. Dio. Holy diver! <laughs> yes, Dio is dead. Why he died, I don't know. It was he was dying of pancreatic cancer, if I remember correctly, uh, or prostate cancer, one of the two. But he was fighting it for years, and he finally died. Have you ever met Dio? He seems on stage like this gigantic guy. He's like shorter than Bell. Shorter than Bell, really? But like three feet, like a little short midget man. Three feet? That's pretty short. Not three feet. That's like. getting into the next death. Yes, and is after that, that correct. yes, the next death is well. All we gotta say is this about the character, and you'll know exactly who we're talking about. What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's an icon. I, he was an icon. 
I mean, anybody that grew up in our generation grew up watching that show. And now he's a has-been. Oh, he was a has-been. Now yeah. he's dead. Now, what about uh, Webster? He's, he's still alive. He's Is just... he alive? I don't know. Where, where... I haven't thought of that guy in that show in it was decades. Like, Webster was the bad <laughs> Gary Coleman, was it? Emmanuel Lewis is like the bad Gary Coleman. <laughs> like, if you don't get Gary Coleman, you get Emmanuel Lewis. And now both of them are... Now the only midget left is Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice. Howard Stern show. Really bad teeth, all fucked oh. up guy. Well, what about like Minnie Mees? He's still around? But he's a white midget. Oh, okay. Black midget. Oh, black midget, okay. <laughs> if you could prove us wrong, send us pictures at spyarkin at gmail.com. Oh. Gotta be some, somewhat famous, though. You can't just find a random black midget and, like, just prove us wrong. <laughs> Come on. That's not that hard. There are a lot. If you watch anything from Terry Gilliam, you'll find black midgets. Or if you watch, what is that? There was a one where it's all just a bunch of midgets coming to attack people. It's like Attack of the Midgets. You're not talking about Willy Wonka, are you? No, nah, that guy's Indian. And he's like freaking 90. <laughs> Deep Roy, he was in Flash Gordon. Oh, God. Fucking old guy. And then last but not least of the big deaths, because there are deaths every day, but this last of the big celebrity deaths is this guy's notable for being a huge drug user. He's a severe hedonist when he was younger. He was in such good movies as Easy Rider, Apocalypse Now, and he's been in such crappy movies as My Science Project, Speed, and the Super Mario Brothers movie. Hey, I don't know if I'd call Speed a crappy movie. I have a soft spot for Speed. Uh, it wasn't a bad movie, but still, he made I remember Speed was one of the first rated R movies I was ever allowed to see. Yes, but about a bus only going like under 55 you blow up you must go like over 30 miles an hour I don't know I, it's it's cheesy and stuff but I don't, I don't know why but I don't I don't think it needed a, a sequel but Bob I, 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 like, I don't know I liked it I liked the first so one. as you can guess Dennis Hopper has passed away well prostate cancer also cancer killed two of them I'm seeing a pattern here oh well either way so he has died and well the one thing which is notable really about him is the fact that the last thing he did before he died is he was trying to divorce his wife, his fourth wife. It's all he wanted. He's like, I don't want her getting any of my money. Well, I guess he got away. I don't know. I don't know if the I mean, who knows if she got his money, though. If, she, if it didn't go through, she got it all, probably. Probably. Mm. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, last. Not, he's not going to worry about it now, I guess. I don't know. He's probably... Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. <laughs> and the last news is with, well, ecological issue. Yes, we're talking about the BP oil spill. Yeah. For those you don't know, BP, British, was it British Petroleum? Yeah, British Petroleum. They were digging and they made one of their oil wells in the middle of the ocean, in the Gulf of Mexico. And what they did is they kind of had a problem on the rig. There was an explosion. They tell everyone, yeah, yeah, nothing's wrong. Just a little, little minor malfunction. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. And, well, they suddenly, oil starts appearing in the water. Oh, no, everything's fine. It's only 40,000 gallons a day. That's it, that's it. We're fine, we're fine. Then scientists get a hold of it. It's 210,000 gallons a day, Holy minimum. Shit. And it's gotten a lot worse because they tried fixing it. And they did all these plans to fix it. First, we're going we're gonna to try making a straw, and we're going to put it down there and suck up the stuff into a tanker. Eh, that doesn't work. Okay, so we're going to make a giant dome, which will go down there and it'll cover it. Uh... It's glass, and as it goes lower into the water, it gets colder and colder because there's no sun there, and glass starts breaking. Okay, so now we're going to try using the remote turn-off switch. Turn off the oil? Nah, turn off the valve. Oh. <laughs> nope, that don't work. So now we're going to try our next plan. We're going to fill it with dirt. <laughs> I think I heard somewhere that they were just dumping a bunch of chemicals into the water, and, you know, it was... 
kind of questionable whether the chemicals were just as bad for the environment as, you know, having the oil in there in the first place. I don't Who know. knows, but the fact is it's really bad at this point. It's actually going up Mississippi right now. Yeah, it's a fucked up situation. And it's the biggest ecological disaster in the last uh, four generations. It's the biggest one in the United States history, but it's pretty bad. It's pretty dangerous, and to top it off, worst thing of all is that you can't go swimming in Louisiana or South Beach anymore. Mm. That fucking blows. Yeah. Unless you want to get all oily. Well, getting oily in South Beach could have several connotations to it. But would you want to get oily with motor oil? No. <laughs> That's the thing. No. Would you want to see two girls wrestling in motor oil? Uh, well, yeah, but I'm a freaking... No, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree with you. I, I can see it also, seeing two girls. You know, you're like, you're like hey, baby. That's kind of hot. <laughs> yeah. Hey, guy. <laughs> oh, God, we're making ourselves look like freaking major perverts. But <laughs> either way. Yeah. So, BP, big issue, and that's about it. Now, let's get on to our next section, which is, because we do have more... The emails, the emails, the emails. Emails! Yes, we still need a new sound for it. If you want to make it, send us an email. Hey, I say we use the clip from Dr. Harville, where he's about to read emails from his volume. He just goes, emails! I love that. We can't use Dr. Harville, though. We need our own personal thing, because Neil Patrick Patrick Harris will find us and kill us. Neil Patrick Stewart is the bastard child of Neil Patrick Harris and Patrick Stewart. Make it so! Suddenly, I picture it. (laughs) Send a picture of that. Draw that. And he has to be in a smoking jacket. Neil Patrick Harris or Patrick yes. Stewart? No, Neil Patrick Harris in a smoking jacket. Or Neil Patrick Stewart in a smoking jacket. <laughs> don't send us pictures of the conception of <laughs> Neil Patrick Stewart. I don't want to see that. And, and he's got to be by a fireplace. Yes, with a cigar. No, pipe. Not a cigar, pipe, yes. A pipe. pipe. But you have yeah. to have a manservant next Ma- to him. Masterpiece theater type. Yes, he has to have a manservant who's looks like Gary Coleman, but not Gary Coleman. Gary Coleman and uh, Gary Busey. There you go. A mixture of that. That's what's got to be. Picture, JPEG, maybe 400 by 400 size. That works. And you'll get cookies. Email cookies. Email cookies, yes. But, either way, let's get into the emails. Now, the first email is kind of trippy and strange. And it's simply... Hey, guys, love the podcast. Quick question, though. What's your favorite manga and anime? Well... I thought I've told you guys in the first episode, but, oh well, let's get into this. So, I should answer this again, because you can read our profiles at spirekin.com. If you just look on there, you can actually see our profile section, which has a lot of interesting information about us, our favorite snacks, our favorite mangas, our favorite animes, favorite movies, so on and so forth. Well, I just checked mine, and for for me, I don't have a favorite anime. We don't have an exact, we just have genres, really. For me, so, so if I had to pick one anime... Not manga, this is anime. It's my favorite, I'd pick Cowboy Bebop. I really enjoyed that series. The movie, not so much. Um, the movie, movie was honestly, long-winded. The mo- honestly, the movie put me to sleep when I was watching it, but the, the show was great. Oh yeah, and the fact that they're making a live-action show movie might be cool. Uh, I'm going to stay cautiously optimistic, I'll put it that but, way. But, whoa! I, I, don't know if he, I don't know if he's going to do it right. I don't know. The, but I, I guess it's I, the first story, though. It's the it's the red eye. Okay. So it might be good. He might do a good job. And Spike Spiegel is well. He's Spike Spiegel. Yeah. Now I'm cautiously optimistic. There's a lot of series I could choose. I could choose a lot of them, but I'm gonna go with an oldie but goldie. I'm going with Slayers as my favorite series. I mean, yes, I love Ron Moore and Half. I love 
Flame of Rekka, I love Genshin, but I'd say Slayers just because it's so fucking insane. Because mm. it's a series about sorcerers, wizards, and you have a main character who is super all powerful, yet she's greedy, she's manipulative, and she's in it for gold, wealth, and truth. Not in that order. <laughs> and then the fact that she not has. Not in that order. And then to top it off, she has that whole fact that she looks like a little girl, and everyone's like, You're just a little girl, you're like 10, aren't you? I'm 15 years old. Really? You look like you're 12. Where's your mind? Fireball! <laughs> I don't think I've seen this. I haven't shown it to you. It's a very cool series. Hmm. Well, and now for manga, as I've said, there are too many to fucking count, so we'll leave it at just... Uh, Ranma is my top favorite of, the, of mangas of all time, but currently, the one I'm reading that I enjoy the most is MPD Psycho. Hmm. I like reading about Shinji Nekazu. Ah, but what about you? Let's see, so I guess you guys can, can always check out the previous episodes, see what I rated things. Just off the top of my head, what I read, I think it was the last episode I was in, Genshiken. Was that the last one I did? Yeah. I really like that. I'd probably say if I had to pick something right now, I'd, I'd go with Genshiken. Partly because I just read it, and also because I just really enjoyed it. I think, did I give that a five? You have four. Four? Okay, well, still. Yeah, well, it's Genshiken. You gotta it's love cool. it. It's cool, yeah. And it's I like the anime. Yeah, okay. And I like Bebop more, but the Genshin anime is good. The Bebop manga is crappy. No, I didn't read it. You'll We'll get to it eventually. And now we got an email actually for, for you. For me, yeah. So Zan, he forwarded me an email from uh, Tiffany. So I'm going to go through her email and answer questions. So first thing she asked me is, Cal, how old are you? So I am 27 years old. We're old! The ripe old age of... 27. I remember back in 1985, Alf was on TV. Hey, 1985 has a, a great s- uh, spot in my mind for being when Back to the Future takes place. Very At true. At least when it takes place originally. Yes, yes. <laughs> God, what a good movie. We just, I, hope we, I hope we get to that in the movie review soon. Uh, well, the fact is, you know, that's going to be the only futuristic thing we're going to be able to reach in our lifetime that actually will come true, maybe. What, that, the, the Velcro, auto Velcro shoes? Or think auto, about it. Self-lacing shoes? Everything else is 1990s, 1980s, the distant future, or 2000s, the distant future, or 2010 is the distant future, and yeah. none of that shit's happened. But we could still see hoverboards and auto Velcro <laughs> shoes and dust. Dust? Remember she sells a bag of dust? <laughs> This has a jacket cover, and here's some dust too. Uh, auto velcro shoes, auto lacing shoes. Nah, oh yeah, they were Nike branded though. Ah uh, yes. Uh, we'll uh. get to that eventually on the movie review. Yes. So yeah, so I'm 27 years old. Uh, her second question was, "What's your favorite anime manga?" We just covered that. So her third question: Do you really do drugs? Well, I guess. I'm such- it depends on what you qualify <laughs> drugs as. I guess that answers that question. <laughs> well, all right, let's put it this way. Uh, I know I've joked about some of the hardcore drugs. Uh, those I don't do. Other things I have been known to do. I'll leave it at that. And let you guys figure that out for yourself. Deny, deny! Yeah. So, number four. Is Zan as cool in real life as he seems on the show? Now, the answer is no. There is no way you guys could ever fathom how cool Zan is in real life. No matter... What he acts like on the show, Zan is one of my oldest friends, and he's just an awesome guy, and you gotta hang out with him in person. I don't know if most of you never will ever get that chance unless you guys attend the Sakuri Matsui Festival next year. Or if you find us at 
the New York Comic Con this yeah, year. Yeah, New York Comic Con in October. We're probably going to be there. Oh, but oh yes, we are because we, we might be on a panel. Okay, well, we might if be we're on a panel. panel then we're, we're, we yeah. better be there, right? <laughs> yeah. So that's the answer to that. Zon's a really cool guy, good friend of mine since way before this podcast ever started. So uh, that's the answer to that question. Number five: Will you be staying on as the co-host, or will you be a regular like Belchan? So I've been in pretty good number of episodes so far. Not probably not as many as Belchan. I don't no, know. No, no, no. She's currently topping it off. She beat Mason finally with the last episode. Wow, it beat Mason. Oh. Damn it! Now you gave me an image. <laughs> that leads into another one of uh, Tiffany's questions. But anyway, <laughs> so I don't know. I mean, I guess as, as soon as long as you guys still. Don't complain about me being on the show, and as long as Zan doesn't get sick of me being on the show, uh, I'll continue to come back. I have a lot of fun doing it. I know I missed the previous episode because things just, life happened, and you know, I was out of the country, and, you know, the podcast must go on, but I definitely like doing it, and uh, I can, you know... You could have done it in the hostel with that guy next to you. <laughs> yeah, that would have been weird if I had done it in the hostel. Yes, I did stay in the hostel, and nothing scary like the horror movie hostel happened. Uh, interesting stuff happened, but not scary. So, the last question from Tiffany was, uh, so, on another note, so, I don't think that it's appropriate for me to answer that question. I'll see if Zahn wants to answer it, or if he wants to be mysterious and, you know, kind of give you guys well, a, a non-answer. To answer all of you, it is going to be, but seriously, oh, that's cold. That's cold. <laughs> I'm assuming, uh, you're just going to keep these guys in on the hook, I guess. I That's a good way to keep them listening. Well, I'm beeping it out right now, so we'll see <laughs> yeah. what happens. All right. And so, the, also, whoa, what is this? And we have a message from someone to send us free swag. Hmm. Cool. From Aya Takeo. Who the fuck is Aya Takeo? I don't know. Says, so, one last thing for Tiffany. Tiffany, thank you for the email. Continue to listen. I hope you continue to listen. I hope you enjoy the, you know, the rest of the episodes. And um, thanks for... Uh, Thanks for the email, and send us another one if you ever have any more questions. Or if you want, you can always try to get on the show yourself. Or you can leave a voicemail. Yeah. Or if you really, really want, and you and you have, and you are over the age of 18, and you want, send pictures to cal.sparkin at gmail.com. <laughs> oh, please, don't get me arrested. Listen to Zahn's disclaimer. Over the age of 18, I do not need the FBI knocking on my door. Oh, God. <laughs> If they know who you are, well, yeah, they'll sure. be like, "Who is he?" I have no idea who you speak of. My who's name is Bum Shadabadabadabadum. <laughs> Cal, who's Cal? I don't know who Cal is. There's a Cal. Uh, I don't know Cal. I, I mean, I mean, plausible deniability. Exactly. That's why we use aliases, guys. Unfortunately, they know my real name as of episode. <laughs> yeah, they. D- you did reveal it. Yes, but I beeped it out afterwards. <laughs> Uh, so, either way, I think that's it with the emails, unless we want to look under some of the more strange things, like people ranting, or stuff on the forum, including someone ranting on, well, Twitter about that they want to review 20th Century Boys with us, and I don't know about that, because 20th Century Boys is a really rough series to do. Mm. I think I'll wait for a fight bait episode for that, because it's going to be kind of cool. So, let's get into the reviews for this episode. Now We've gone over a half hour. We haven't even gotten into the reviews yet. Hey, we're doing pretty good. It's been better than it used to be. Well, So, the question is, do you want to go first or should I go first? Now let's flip should, a coin. Should the pain go... No, right. Should the pain come first or second? I don't know. How about heads I go first, tails you go first? Cool. Heads I go first. Okay. Ah. All right. And it's not a 
double-headed coin either. No. Uh, so, if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and Monger Review, well, two episodes ago, yep. in the big, illustrious, wonderful, and finally refinished and remastered episode 100. <laughs> yes, I finally remastered it. You spun the wheel of manga, and it dictated on you that you'd be reviewing, well, a weird and old-school manga. Yep. So I spun the wheel of manga, and I got City Hunter. So it is an action-comedy crime fiction manga. The author is Tusaka Hojo. The publisher is Shuisha. The English publisher publisher sorry, the English publisher is Ryajin Comics. And also Dark Horse Comics. And Dark Horse, okay. Didn't yeah, they picked that. it up finally. Shoshonen, original run from 1985 to 91, 35 volumes, and it actually spawned a metric shit ton of side things, a, a bunch of TV animes, some feature-length animes, what was it, seven novels? Seven how many How many uh, anime movies? Like three or four? Like seven live-action, well, not the live-action, seven actual movies. Damn. Two live-action movies, including one which starred Jackie Chan, <laughs> and wow. he dresses in drag in it. And there is a sequel series which is taking place in a, what is the lost term for when you have a parallel universe? A sidestep? A flash sideways? I would just say parallel universe. Well, it's a parallel know. universe called Angel Heart. Okay. So it's a pretty prolific and kind of old, and it's very popular in Japan, and a lot of people like it over here, but... So what is City Hunter about? Alright, so basically there's this assassin for hire, calls himself the City Hunter, and basically when whenever something's going wrong in the city, you can hire the City Hunter by responding to his um, bulletin board, and, you know, he'll get in contact with you, and, you know, he'll basically take the case and, you know, take out whoever he needs to take out. And, you know, I'll get into the first couple of chapters, I'll give you an overview of what happened. So, more or less, the story opens up with the main character hasn't been revealed yet. So, kind of, a lot of mangas start out this way. So, you see a guy running uh, in the woods, not in the woods, I guess in a park, like a Central Park type thing. His name is Shunichi, and he's running along, and through the dialogue, you find out that he's a, he's a boxer who was injured in a car accident, and nobody ever thought that he'd come back to compete again, but he worked really hard, and he tried, he tried his best, and, you know, he's back up to being where level he can compete at. So he's jogging along with his friend, or you don't know what the relationship is, she's following him on a bike, and uh, her name is Iwasaki. And she's following him along there. He's kind of taunting her that she's lagging behind him and he's running and she's on the bike. All of a sudden you hear a gunshot go off and he falls to the floor. So she runs over to him. She look, you know, looks at him and she's screaming, Shunichi, Shunichi, what's wrong with you? And then he basically says in his, in his dying breath, he says, the shooter, it was Inagaki. He's the same one who, who's been leaving me those phone calls, those, those threatening phone calls. And he basically, he dies then and there in the, in the park. Immediately, the next panel, it cuts over to Ryo, and he is our main character, he's the city hunter, and he's basically screaming at his friend saying, What? Shunichi's dead? I had a, a hundred thousand yen bet on him in, the, in a boxing match, and he was uh, supposed to fight the champion for the world title in the boxing match, so, you know, he's pretty, pretty pissed off about it, and uh, that's basically the only thing he's concerned about is his money. He's and, a piece of work, isn't yeah, he? Yeah. So he's going along, ranting about it, and then he kind of calms down and he starts eating his food. And his partner uh, basically says, we've been hired by his girlfriend, uh, who I mentioned before, Iwasaki, who was running with him. You need to go meet her. So he goes and he meets 
Iwasaki and she basically tells him that she wants revenge against uh, Inagaki for killing Shun and he basically he, he listens to her story and he decides to take the case so cut to a little bit later on where uh, Ryo is in the park and he's he's watching somebody else jogging in the park and uh, it turns out that that is actually the champion boxer training for his match and by the way when Shun was killed Inagaki became the next number one contender for the title so now uh, he's the one who's gonna fight uh, the champion so basically the the champion is is um, in the park he's running he's training and everything and, and Ryo is basically saying I know that Inagaki is going to come and, and try to threaten this guy so I'm gonna stalk him and, and he's stalked him for for five nights straight just waiting for him to make his move so eventually he does make his move so Inagaki comes and he comes up with a knife behind the champion he's you know basically saying I'll kill your daughter if you don't throw the fight in the third round and the, the champion he, at first he he doesn't want to go along with it but as soon as his daughter's threatened he basically agrees to to go along with it and as soon as Ryo sees that he's like okay this guy's insane the next thing you see is Ryo had sent um, tickets to the boxing match to Iwasaki and one thing I forgot to mention Iwasaki she basically told Ryo I can't wait for the police to prosecute this guy I have cancer, I'm not going to be around that long, and they're going to take too long to prosecute him, I want to see him get his revenge, and I've signed over my life insurance policy to you as your payment, you know, I'm basically, I'm paying you with my life. That's not bad, that's yeah. probably like... So, the, the life insurance policy was 30 million yen. Okay, 30 million yen, so subtract to zero, 32,000, that's, yeah. that's, not, that's not a bad chunk of change. A lot of money, yeah. So, Ryu takes the case and he sends her tickets to the boxing match. She's not sure why, but we'll find out. So the boxing match goes on, round one and two, Inagaki's is basically just pounding on the champion. And you know, he's kicking the crap out of him. The announcers are saying, you know, this is unbelievable. I've never seen the champion fight like this. Are we about to see the crowning of a new champion? So in the background in the rafters I guess you kind of see Ryo, he's polishing his gun and he's you know basically loading a bullet. And he's kind of talking to himself, saying, I've got this 500 caliber bullet. It's going to burrow into your skull and lodge itself in your brain. It's going to be impossible to take to, for, for you to have this removed. This is either going to kill you immediately or just leave you a vegetable for life. He's talking to himself. So Inagaki is taunting the champion, saying, you know, you better make this look authentic. I can't, I, I, if, if you don't hit, at least hit me once, people are going to wonder why I, I beat you so easily. So round three starts. And as soon as the champion takes Inagaki's advice and, and goes and lands a punch right in the face, Ryo shoots his gun and the bullet goes straight into the guy's ear. And Inagaki is, is knocked out of the ring basically by one punch. And the announcers are saying, wow, I can't believe it. What a turnaround. The champion knocked him out of the ring completely with one punch, blah, blah, blah. Ryo just executed his deal and you know he, he got this guy for, for the girl. And he used him. The greatest sniper scope ever. A rolled up newspaper. <laughs> rolled up newspaper, yeah. That's I know Zan is, uh, he likes the rolled up newspaper. No, I like scope. the fact that he just used a simple, regular bolt action rifle, and that's it. He didn't use anything else, just poosh, done. Yeah. So, later on, you see him talking with Iwasaki after the match, and, you know, she's basically thanking him. Oh, thank you for, for killing him, and, um, you know, he's, he's saying, you, you got to see what you wanted before, 
and then he takes the, the life insurance policy that payment and he rips it up in front of her and he says I don't want your money you said you'd pay me with your life I want you to be my lover for the rest of until you die basically so I don't know what that makes you think of him also before when he first meets her he kinda hits on her more or less this guy's a pervert and he's constantly Ooh, every woman yeah. he meets he's you know yeah trying to cop a feel or, or you know and he actually does cop a feel. Yeah, he does. He's, he, he pretty much does whatever he wants, and you know, he, he doesn't care if he gets slapped or whatever. It gets even worse in the second chapter. Uh, that was just chapter one. In the second chapter, he's really forward with, uh, with the next woman that he starts talking to, and <laughs> to the point where he invites her to come visit and have his initial meeting at a uh, whorehouse. And you know, he puts his hand down her shirt, and she basically <laughs> picks up the table and hits him over the head with it. Well, basically, the next one is uh, the next chapter is about he's following the case of this uh, serial kidnapper slash murderer who picks people up off the street, who kind of vagrant or um, I guess vagrant girls, not vagrant, but uh, what's the destitute girls? Destitute, yeah. There you go. And he finds them on the street. And he takes them and, and rapes and murders them, and so he takes that case, and so more or less. I won't get into the whole thing, but it's kind of interesting the way he goes about catching that guy and, and what he does for revenge on, on this guy. Is it formulaic with that, where it's like the washrooms repeated the case and... Well, I, I started to get that feel. I mean, I, I figured that would end up being it. Um, but, like you were saying, later on in the series, past the point where I kept where I stopped reading, it started to get a lot more interesting. Um, I don't know. I guess... I wasn't really feeling this one too much. It, some of the parts were kind of cool, some of the parts made me laugh, but I was kind of really, despite the way we joke around here, I was kind of really just turned off by the fact that he's such a perv. I don't know, maybe it's just, uh, I got like a skeevy vibe off him. I know he's a, he's a good guy, and you know, he does the right thing, he has morals and everything, but it's just, he just seems like a, like a dick, like I wouldn't like him if he was a real person. Yeah, I mean that first line, he's like, he died, I bet money on him! Yeah. Kind of. I don't know, maybe, and also, I wasn't really feeling the, the art style too much. Uh, maybe because it's so dated. It's I don't know. It's 80s-tastic, so... Yeah, it really is. I mean, think, if you really want to, what do the, the characters look like? Think back to the cartoons of the 80s, and you see, like, I don't know. Yeah, it's an older series. You know, it came out in the 90s, 80s to 90s. Yeah, I, I didn't really care for it too much overall. My review, the score, I guess I'll give it a 2. So you're giving it uh, typical reading material at your local correction facility or psychiatric institute? Yeah. I've definitely read worse, but I just I couldn't get into it. If you sa if this genre sounds like something you'd be interested in, maybe you check it out. Kind of a noirish style, you know, crime drama, but I don't know, for me personally, I didn't like it. Hey, that's understandable because crime drama is kind of hard yeah. to get into because it has that whole, you know, the, the crime, what happened, how it figures out. And this series is kind of gets more interesting later on, but I can see because it is very... If you don't get into the character, you're not going to like it. In my opinion, a, a, a series, they need to hook you in the beginning. Otherwise, you know, people are not going to give it a chance. And if you, don't, if you don't get somebody in the beginning... I mean, a slow build, I mean, there's something to be said for it, but I'm the type of guy that you need to get me in the beginning. Otherwise, I'm just not going to... I'm not going to have the interest there to keep going. Yeah, and I think that that might happen to a few people, unless right off the bat, like the 
the genre or something about it appeals to you, and just it wasn't there for me. But well, hey, it's understandable. Yeah. So you well, you'd see how we recommend it to different people. So yeah. don't agree with anything I said. I like like I said. I mean, we give you an overview of what it's like. And if it sounds interesting to you, by by all means, check it out. But yeah, it wasn't for me. Yeah. So now before we get into my review, let's take a word from our sponsor now. For you, the listeners of the Spark and Mong Review, Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 14-day trial to give you a chance to check out their services. Now, me personally, I finished Brain Droppings by George Kong. Awesome audiobook. And now I'm listening to Douglas Adams' Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, which is an awesome book. The movie, not so much. The audio drama, meh. But the book is pretty solid. And all you need to do to download your free audiobook today... Go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Spirekin. Again, that's audiblepodcast.com forward slash Spirekin for your free audiobook. And you don't have to pick Douglas Adams. You can pick anything. I mean, they have stuff like Bite Me by Christopher Moore, the Twilight series by Stephanie Meyer. There's a bunch of series you can choose and pick from. And if you like it after the 14 days, all you got to do is you sign up. They have very affordable plans, different possible plans you can get to what you want. And to top it off, it helps us out a little bit if you check out the website. And that helps us out. So just yeah. go to our website, click on the link, or go to audiblepodcast.com forward slash Spirekin. I'm actually going to check it out myself. I, and that's not a you know a plug or anything. I, there's some stuff that I want to read, and I just figure audiobook might be the way to go for me. That's the best way to go. So check them out and help us out. And it, it's worth even just checking out because 14 days free, that's two weeks. That's more than enough time for you to figure out what you're looking for. So now, on to... My review. So, if you remember from the last episode of the Spark and My Review, episode 101, where I reviewed the great and powerful mouse, I spun the wheel of manga in a dictated enemy that I'd be reviewing, well, a listener request. A very unusual manga that was, well, it's a utopian sci fi manga. Very slice of life, coming of age, a little unusual. And this manga is Aria. Now, it was written by Kazue Amano. It published by Meg Garden, and over here it's being released by Tokyo Pop. It's a shonen. I don't know why it's a shonen, but it's apparently a fucking shonen. Originally came out 2002 to 2008. There are 12 volumes, and there is a previous series called Aqua, and then there is a TV anime series, well, two of them anyway, and an OVA. Well, a couple of OVAs, and supposedly a video game of sorts. Aria is, like I said, it's a utopian sci fi manga, which is very. Alright, alright, I gotta give a second to get my brain in order because of the pain. So, either way, the premise is that in the far distant future of 2301, very fucking far in the future. That's pretty far. Yeah. That's like Star Trek far. We We have finally terraformed Mars, but it's no longer called Mars. It is called Aqua. Okay. Reason why is when we terraformed it, someone messed up, or the, the ice mountains in Mars overflowed the entire planet. So now 90% of Mars is, well... Water. Water. And That's the rest like Hyrule is, from Wind Waker. And you have a lot of floating cities now. It seemed very reminiscent to Waterworld at first, but a little better. And it's been around 150 years since then. Like I said, it's in 2301. The series takes place in this city called Neo Varenzia, which is based off of Venice, in both the style the city is designed and also the atmosphere. It's very Frenchish and... There are no streets in the city. I mean, there's streets around buildings, but if you want to get around, you're going to need to get a gondola. Now, for those who don't know, a gondola is one of those long boats. You see the guy saying, Oh, so mio. <laughs> but they don't look like that. And in the series Aqua, 
it explains about this girl named Akari, and she's our main character. And what happens is that she arrives on Mars from Earth, and she wants to become a gondolier, which they call over there an undine. And what happened is that she wants to be the best that she can, and she becomes friends with her mentor, this girl named Alicia. What happens is, over time, she ends up becoming from an apprentice to a journeyman, or as they call it, a single. Now, for those who don't know, when you become an apprentice in a company, you have to go through a bunch of different stages. It's not like you get a job, you become a full-timer, and, you know, part-time, full-timer. You actually have to start off at the bottom. You start off as an apprentice. Then once you reach a certain degree, your master, your boss, will say, you have reached this point, you are now a journeyman. You're someone who's doing really well. And then eventually you'll become a master like me. And in this series, it follows that, which is a nice aesthetic, because you don't really mm. see that in most stories. It's just like, okay, it's just... The person gets a job and that's it. They don't really go into the fact, okay, it's a process. And the first story, Aqua, which we didn't review, is about her becoming from an apprentice to a single, which is a journeyman. And the series is essentially is very slice of lifey exploration of the world in itself and about gondoliering. Now, if you're really into gondolas, this is the greatest fucking manga ever. If you're like me, I was like, this is bullshit. I can't imagine a story about gondoliers being entertaining. I guess you'll tell me whether or not well, it is. Well, it opens up with, because you're supposed to know all these characters, so I was a little lost. I actually had to go to Wiki and go to ANN to figure out what the hell these characters are. <laughs> now, it opens up, every single chapter opens up with Akari saying, Zenryuku! Which, I don't know what the fuck that means, but it's just, it's just kind of her narration, because it seems like every opening, it's, she's writing like a letter to someone, it looks like. So maybe she's writing a letter home. I don't know. They didn't really explain that. And what happens is she's officially become no longer just... It's like her first day as a single. As, you know, as a journeyman. And So she's graduated from being in a... Okay. Yes, and so she's now a gondolier. And the thing is that as she's a, gon as a gondolier, her job is she has to row and find people to help them out. And first job, well, she's riding along with the CEO of the company she works for, the Aria Company. And now you're thinking, wait, 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 her boss is in the boat with her? Not exactly. In this world, the CEO of every company is a cat. What? It's like the it's the CEO means the mascot of the company. Okay, mascot. Alright. It's like the mascot you have to ride around with. Okay. And it's just her first day, what happens is that she's going along and this old man appears. And Does the cat talk? No. Okay. But he's smarter it's in like a Martian cat, so he understands like words and can kinda help her out. What happens okay. is she's gone and there's this old man shows up and he's like, Hey! Hey! I need your help! And she's like, yes sir, how can I help you? I lost my daughter, she came to this stupid planet, and I don't know where she is, I need you to help me find her. So, okay, so they're more, they're not just like, like in Venice where they're used just to get from point A to point B, they're actually serve more of a purpose than they're like, just term for, they're, like, they're tour taxis. guides. Okay. They're, they're tour guides and whatnot. And so she takes this guy on the boat and this guy's complaining, I hate this planet, it's so boring and strange, it's but not like Earth, what are these stupid rivers and... Are they expected to actually help or is this yeah. guy okay, no, so... No, they're, okay. they're like tour guides. But tour guide would would be like, oh, here's this area. This is yeah. This. No, that's what she does. She goes around. She says, "This is where this happens." This is because that's what an udine does. They're gondoliers who are tour guides. They're tax. So how, 
How's he supposed? How's she supposed to help him find her? Find his daughter? She, he's just looking for her. It's, it's, just, it's maybe. It's just <laughs> weird. A, it's just like a what the fuck? Because he doesn't know where she is. He's lost. He thinks that she'll help. And as they're going along, he's complaining about how bad this planet is compared to Earth. And as they're going along, she's showing all the pretty things about it, like how this is different and how that is. And she has a very cheery and uppity attitude that you see in most shoujo animes, where the character can't do any wrong and is always upbeat. And as they're going along, eventually she's able to turn him from hating Mars to one day I'm gonna come back one day you've turned me around and he finds her daughter and the daughter says I lost dad where the hell were you <laughs> so as he got lost and so from there we get into the second story which second story is you meet her you could say her rival but it is Alicia now Alicia is this girl who's well I'd say she's a, she's not a bitch but she's just kind of like every single time she's there she's like well you know what you can't do that, it's not permitted. It's not permitted, that's her freaking catchphrase. And what happens is that they're both journeymen, so they're both on the job. It's just them dealing with a situation which is they're kind of having to clean the boats. Doesn't sound like a fun job. And they're just kind of like having fun cleaning the boats. The entire chapter based on cleaning gondolas. It's like, wow. Wow, this is riveting. They're having fun while trying to clean boats. Brilliant. I don't know. And then... The next chapter actually gets kind of interesting because of the fact that you, Alicia and Akri are going to be hanging out. And Alicia says, Akri, I want you to meet me here at 11 o'clock. And so, Akri goes in her boat, goes in her boat, goes in her boat, gets there, five minutes to spare. And she sees, well, this guy, Akamatsu. Now, this is the guy from the first chapter of the first book. They, they mention that, they say, this is her first fair she ever had. As a journeyman or as an apprentice? Once she started out, her first fair. And he remembers her. He's like, hey, pigtails! Because she's kind of cute looking, all right? And he's like, I don't have pigtails. And he's like, pulls on her hair, pigtails! He's like, I'm supposed to meet someone here and he's three hours late. Uh, you want to hang out? And she's like, okay. And as they're hanging out, you find out what he does. Because he's like, oh, I hate this place. Because his job is he is a salamander. Now, what happens is that... Now, this, I think, is really cool. I like this. The fact that Mars is so far away from the sun, they actually have to generate... They have this floating city, which what its job is, is it actually moderates the climate of the planet. It actually does the weather and all that stuff. And his job is he essentially works on the weather to make sure it's habitable. Okay. A little cool sci-fi, interesting logic. And he's just one of them, and it's just him and her just talking, hanging out, blah, blah, blah. Then from there, it just goes on and on and on and on. And, well, you know what? I'm not even going to talk about the rest. I mean, the only thing which is cool is there's a story when they end up in... Because Earth is kind of, well, affected them a little bit. So there's a Shinto shrine, and she meets a bunch of Kitsune spirits. For those who don't know, Kitsune are fox demons. They like playing tricks, and she sees a bunch of them, and she freaks out. Overall, art style is kind of cool. It's a little interesting, a little romantic with it. And I love this design of Neo Venezia. It's very cool. If you've ever seen pictures of Venice, you can see how beautiful it is with the fountains and the the statues which have water coming through it and the gondolas are designed well. Or you could just play Assassin's Creed 2. Exactly. <laughs> That's better, but the story itself, blue. <laughs> I'm sorry. Don't I sugarcoat it. I know, I should be like, yeah, because because Austin said, <laughs> I recommend this. And no offense, Austin, you may like this. I think it's retarded. <laughs> you don't have to, no one has to agree with me. If you want to check this out, you can. The fact I'll, is, I'll admit, just from what just from what you described, it's I I don't know, I'm not interested. It's not even a shonen. I don't care what you say. It's a slice of life, yes, and I happen to like slice of life series. And sci-fi, I like sci-fi a lot. 
But this is not sci-fi. This is a character study of a character. It's a crappy, it's not a crappy character study. I've read worse, but it just, it didn't grab me. And the fact is, like I said, if you like gondolas, if you have an aspiration to become a boat driver, you will love this. If you have never... I mean, are they just are they just run-of-the-mill gondolas like you see today? I mean, or is there anything sci-fi about them? Or no, the fact like is the sci-fi is like the rest of the planet. Like, it's on Mars. And like when they're cleaning the boats, they have some of these flying things pick up the boats. I'm like, why don't you use the... It's like more like they keep in Neo Venezia with the gondolas because the gondolas are kind of aesthetic. Okay, yeah, because I mean, I would, I would think with all the technology that should be in 2301, I mean, you could... You, don't, you wouldn't have to have somebody to navigate the cities by boat, you know, it would be all, yeah, all automated. I mean, or, I mean, I like the world. I would like to see more in the world, but I don't like the subject. I don't know. I mean, that's the only saving grace. The art style and the basic, you know, they hint like, the style manners is a cool premise. I mean, guys who their job is to control the weather. It's a little cool. I'd like to see more of that. And for that reason, I'm not going to completely shit on it. I'm not going to give it, uh, take it to a priest, purify it, and burn it and piss on the ashes. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to give this a your typical reading material at your local correction facility or psychiatric institute. It wasn't, it was bad, but it had some saving graces. So we had two twos. Twenty-two twos. Exactly. It was just kind of, I mean, supposedly later on... The Send me an email if you know what I meant when I said twenty-two twos. Yes. No Googling it. Ah, you're going to Google it anyway. I don't know. It just, the series just... The soundtrack is excellent. The soundtrack I've been playing in the background for the last couple minutes. But overall, I have to say, I do not. I mean, this is. I mean, how do you even make a video game out of this? I mean, what the hell? I don't know. I, the fact that they have is actually. Is it like Crazy Taxi where you have to shuttle these people around, but you're just using a gondola? I don't know, but there's a huge following for this. I mean, there's like. Besides the art books and the guidebooks, they have guidebooks for the fictional universe. That's kind of cool. Okay, and they also have novels, and they have an actual magazine called Monthly Unden, which is a facsimile of the Unden Focus magazine, which is in the universe. So they actually release a magazine, which is in the anime universe, in the real world. It's about, about how to be an Unden. breaking the fourth wall. That's creepy, and just... What is it? Anime series is called uh, Area of the Natural to Yumi no Mirage, and I have no idea what it's about. It's a visual novel video game. Ah, games. it's a visual novel video game, which okay. means you have sex with them. Of course. Uh, Why didn't I game. think of that? The Genshin guys would love this. Nah, I think even the Genshin guys would be like, what the hell is this crap? <laughs> I, mean, I mean, yes, sex in a gondola would be kind of hot. But you could use that, that big stick they... Never mind. Yeah, we should. <laughs> <laughs> I just didn't want to invest in this. I tried. The soundtrack is... Just what makes this show. The art, I mean, it's a relaxing series. It's very calm, I'll say that much. It is a calm series, but just I just couldn't get into it. The soundtrack is chill music, though. I'd say if you have a chance, get the soundtrack. That's music you listen to on just day. You just want to chill out, go outside, relax. Yeah. So, uh, no more. <laughs> no more pain. All right, well. Yeah, so we're done with that. Yeah, so... If you want to check out any of our earlier episodes or rantings or notes, you can check us out at www.spirekin.com. You can also check out our brother podcast, the Spirekin Movie Review, which is released every Saturday, or hopefully every Saturday. We try. We're up to episode five. Episode five, yeah. Which is a very good episode. You were on that one. Yep. Yep. That was a fun one. That was a fun one. Corrado. No. No, that's, that's six. That was six. Oh, yeah. Sorry. 
Nah, that one's coming up. That one's I coming. um yeah we, we record these we record the movie review episodes a little bit in advance. I get confused. Yes, yes, we were talking about Pissworm Chango in that one. All right, okay, okay. Still an excellent, excellent, excellent movie. God, that movie's so good. Yeah, well, you'll find out about that when we release on Saturday. Yes, which will be in the distant future of June. Damn you, heat! You burn me. Ah, it's getting hot. It's, it's getting, hot. getting hot in here. Oh God! Don't, don't think of that. Song. No, if you really wanted, it will. Anyway, uh, so also you can email us spirekinetgmail.com, zan at spirekin.com, or cal.spirekinetgmail.com, and leave a voicemail two zero six three five zero eight four six two. Again, it's two zero six three five zero eight four six two. And well, I could talk about the candy you brought me, but we're not going to get into that. We'll be there forty minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, that could be a tangent. Yeah. Let's just not even open up that can of worms. Yeah, because we're already... What are we, over an hour? Yep. We're over an hour. And with wow. all the magic of editing, hopefully we'll be less. I doubt it, though. Nah, uh, you're probably going to end up being more. So, I guess that's it for this episode. Wait, no. Can't forget. The one. The only. The one. Yes, friends, the Wheel of Manga accepts no substitutes, one and only. Now, what is the Wheel of Manga? No one knows. I may have just found it one day when I was searching through a box in a dollar store. Or I may have found it when I was working in the Denang. Or maybe Colonel Kurtz gave it to me when we were in Vietnam back in 1970. And No, seriously, what is the Wheel of Manga? The Wheel of Manga is a Wheel of Fortune with ten slots on it. What we've done is we've assigned... One manga to each of the slots, so that is ten mangas we possibly could review. And what we're going to do is we're going to spin the Wheel of Manga. Whatever number it lands on, that's from reviewing for the next episode of the Sparkin Manga Review. So, would you like to go first? Let's flip the coin. Damn you and your coin! Yes. Uh, heads I go first, tails you go first. Heads I go first. Alright. That's a funny coin, I think. I don't know. Alright, Spin. Nice spin. Seven. Number seven. Skullman. Okay, what the hell is that? Skullman is old school tokusatsu. Tokusatsu, for those of you who don't know, is like Masked Rider or Kamen Rider or My More Power Rangers. But the difference is that Skullman was a dude who got killed and he's now back. And he kills people. Okay. He's in the book I have over there, the 500 monikers. He kills a lot. He's a he's an antihero because he just goes crazy. The only thing which is kind of weird about kinda him, like an undead. Actually, you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of the crow. A little like the crow, except the difference is that this guy is like the crow mixed with the spirit, but cool. Okay. Or really fucked up. Spirit. I gotta remember. I gotta. Watch Don't watch that. Don't no, watch the spirit. Not. It right. was that bad. And wow. so right. let me spin the wheel of manga, and please not number eight. I don't care about the rest, but not number eight or number ten, but. <laughs> Oh my god, old school Viz. No! So, next episode, since I've spun number four, I'm going to be reviewing Dance Till Tomorrow. No, wait, no, no, I'm wrong. I forgot, wheel is not a topic. <laughs> I am a moron. You got number, you got violence Jack. Yes, Gonagai for the win! <laughs> for those of you who don't know, Gonagai is, a, well, listen to the Cutie Honey episode for my rant on Gonagai. Now, Violet Jack makes Cutie Honey look sane. And Cutie Honey was already insane, but Violence Jack is, well, imagine a force of nature who literally is just a guy who walks around, he just has a big freaking knife, and if he sees you, he will kill you. Okay. 
And but the thing is, he doesn't just like indiscriminate. Like there could be a town with people who are getting murdered and ravaged and whatnot. He'll just walk into town, kill indiscriminately, and people will be like, "But Father Jack, why didn't you help my family?" <laughs> just walk away. It's pretty violent. Well, it's actually a, a unofficial spoiler, unofficial sequel to Devil Man, which if you've ever read the ending to that, that's where this leads to. So it's a little what the fuck. Ah, well, guess that's it for this episode of the Spark and Monger Review. I think we've covered everything possible, including our wondrous and wonderful and great sponsor, Audible.com. Check yes. them out at audiblepodcast.com forward slash Spirekin. We've talked about the news. TV shows. Oh, by the way, uh, not going to get into it, but I'm a huge Smallville fan. Smallville finale. I loved it. That's all I wanted to say. I just want to give a... And speaking of TV shows, NBC can suck it. I hope they burn. Sorry, Zon. I know you're a big fan. Uh, and uh, that's shitty news. It's not just it's not just the heroes news, dude. It's what? not just the heroes news. What? Law and Order. They could have made 21 seasons. One more season. What? They canceled it. The original Law and Order? Yeah. What about SVU? Don't know. But the original Law and Order got good. It got really good. But well, fuck them. So NBC. I don't know. Can the only one I ever followed was SVU. Well, that's because it was a uh, heart attack. Yeah. Plus the. Richard Belzer is always funny on there. Yeah, he is. And I mean, come on, Ice T's on it. Come on. Yes, the guy's credited as Ice T. I mean, come on. That's his legal name now. Ah, well. So I guess that's it for this episode. So, well, uh, so I'm Cal, and I am your host Thanks for listening. We are gone, Bill. See you next time.